Welcome back everyone to episode 7 of MedTech On Air. I'm your new host, Caroline Moulin, and I'm joined today by MedTech Europe Director General Industrial Policy, Oliver Bisatza. For those who are just starting following us, Oliver was a guest during the first episode of MedTech On Air, which you can listen to on our usual channels. Welcome, Oliver. It's a pleasure to have you back on MedTech On Air. Thanks, Caroline. It's a pleasure to be back. So today we're going to talk specifically about the new in vitro diagnostic regulation, often shortened and called the IVDR. The new IVDR will enter into full application on 26th of May 2022. It will bring many benefits to the healthcare sector, but some challenges will remain, and we will elaborate on this in a few minutes. So maybe before we dive into a topic, Oliver, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your role at MedTech Europe, and your experience on IVD regulation? Yes, sure. So as the uh, Director General of Industrial Policies, my department takes care of European Union legislation um, that is relevant for making tests and other medical technologies available to patients in Europe. So it's a wide variety of legislation, including the IVDR, the Medical Devices Legislation, legislation on health technology assessment and on sustainability topics like environmental protection too. Thank you, Oliver, for, for this introduction. So, so as we said before, the new IVDR will come into force in May 2022. Um, maybe could you briefly introduce this regulation and explain why it is important for the medical and diagnostic sector? Of course. So the IVDR is the new European legislation regulating the quality, safety and performance of medical tests that are placed on the European market. These tests or IVDs are absolutely critical for making modern healthcare work, from simple blood draws that we might do once a year um, to COVID-19 diagnostics, um, to screening for complex uh, non-communicable diseases and so forth. A huge number of these tests are carried out every day across Europe, and it's absolutely critical that they are of a very high quality and that they are sufficiently available uh, to manage all the healthcare conditions that patients expect. So, this legislation is, as you said, coming into effect of May of next year, according to the current timeline. It replaces and upgrades old legislation from the 1990s, which by now are due for an upgrade, a modernization, if you will. Uh, and actually, with this new regulation, the rule book for medical tests marketed in Europe is being fundamentally rewritten. Not in all respects, but it is a major overhaul of the regulatory system. It is a significant upgrade of the standards, something we always supported and still do. But as a result, the amount of work needing to be undertaken by the regulated industry that we represent, plus the national and European authorities, plus the testing laboratories themselves, the work is considerable. And a great deal needs to be done before the new regulatory system is fully put into motion to ensure that all the goals of the legislation are met in practice. Okay, yeah, I can see this is definitely a big change in the market from, from the previous directive uh, from the 1990s. So that should pose many issues or challenges. Could you maybe elaborate on the main challenges into transitioning into this new regulation? Sure. So the main challenge I'd refer to is infrastructure. What I mean by that is 
In order to put a new or existing medical test through this IVD regulation, you need a certain number of things to be in place. And one of the key examples of this are the certification bodies, or notified bodies as they are called, which will review manufacturers' compliance with the regulation. The involvement of these notified bodies is needed for the first time for a very substantial number of medical tests. And there is right now a very limited number of notified bodies available. As we're speaking now, there are only six under the new regulation that exist and can carry out the checks uh, for compliance with the regulation. That's compared to more than 20 that we used to have under the old law from 1998. So there's a huge increase in demand uh, for the reviews that these bodies will carry out, and there is a very short, short supply. And time is running down. You know, May of 2022 is less than a year away. It's less than 280 days away, by the way, including all vacations, uh, weekends, summer holidays, etc. And um, there is no plan B built into the regulation if you cannot get your test reviewed and, 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 and approved on time, basically. So it is essential to have gone through the regulation and to have had to check by notified bodies in most cases, but big chunks of the sector are in practice unable to do that, no matter how, uh, how much they've prepared, no matter how honest their work, and no matter how much they have invested. So this lack of infrastructure, especially the notified bodies, is we fear holding back the regulation from meeting its goals according to the current timeline. Okay, yes. In terms, like, so you just mentioned this delay in critical infrastructure. Um, and I assume there will be also some risk of shortage. Um, could you maybe give some example of test will risk going into shortage after this regulation? Yeah, so that, 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 that's exactly what's at stake here. I mean, obviously, um, companies who have invested heavily to get ready for this regulation uh, want to be able to move forward with it. Um, but what is actually at stake if only parts of the sector can move ahead with according to the current deadline is that others cannot. And that means that in some companies, in some disease segments, there could be shortages of tests. We have recently published on our website some case studies which were confirmed from industry surveys. And it shows that medical tests across a very broad range of uh, diseases such as stroke, cancer, diabetes, and even COVID-19 could all be areas where certain tests either disappear from the market or experience a shortage. Um, and that's a very broad range of diseases, all of them very, very prevalent in Europe. Some of them, like cancer, are high on Europe's policy agenda as something we want to manage better through early detection and, and, uh, and prevention. And that's obviously not something anyone could, um, could live with uh, as, uh, as European citizens. So it's really, really important that awareness of this regulation and the threat of shortages is known and that we act ahead of time to prevent a problem rather than put out a fire in May of 2022. Yes, def definitely. I, I expect like some tests, like the COVID ones, for example, will potentially have an issue afterwards. Um, so maybe moving forward, uh, what solution does industry suggest at this point? Well, in a nutshell, we think the, the system that is being built needs a bit more time. We absolutely support the regulation. We always have. Uh, despite the, um, the high compliance costs it brings, we, we absolutely um, are not saying the high standards should be lessened in any way. 
But it's clear that a new regulation of this complexity and size does need more time to get fully ready. We think the system needs more time for notified bodies to become more available. We also think the system needs more time for Europe's laboratories uh, to get ready and even for the authorities to finish um, writing all the implementation guidances which are still coming out. Uh, there could be all sorts of ways that the system could be given more time. I won't give into them now, but that's the point we think, that um, there needs to be sufficient time for the regulatory infrastructure to be put in place and then sufficient lead time for us as the regulated industry to put all those tests through the system uh, so that there is a seamless continual supply of care to Europe's patients. Yeah, thank you. I guess we will see how this will be evolving in, in the coming month. There, there are definitely many points to keep an eye out for the future. So, so thank you again, Oliver, for, for coming on the show and looking forward to talking to you soon. Thank you so much. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. And if you want to know more about medical technologies, visit our website at medtechurope.org and follow us on social media.